0: Miss Barbara's going to bring us back to this point.
1: I'm sure he must have been surprised Where this road had taken him because never in a million years Would he have dreamed of Bethlehem And standing at the manger He saw with his own eyes The message from the angel Come to life and Joseph said, Why me? I'm just a simple man of trade. Why you, with all the rulers in the world? Why you? inside this stable filled with hay? Why her? She's just an ordinary girl. Now I'm not one to second guess what angels have to say. But this is such a strange way to save the world. To think of how it could have been If Jesus had come as he deserved There would have been no Bethlehem No lowly shepherds at his birth But Joseph knew the reason love had to reach so far and as he held the Savior in his arms he must have thought why me I'm just a simple man of trade why him with all the rulers in the world why Inside this stable Filled with hay Why her? She's just an Ordinary girl Now I'm not one To second guess What angels have to say But this is such a strange way To save the world Now I'm not one to second guess What angels have to say But this is such a strange way to save the world, this is such a strange way, such a strange way, such a strange way to save the world. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts.
0: Thank you, Miss Barbara. Very good. And that is a, an awesome song. This morning we did uh, celebrate uh, our family Christmas together. If you want to, I want to speak on the greatest gift, and that's found in Matthew chapter two, verse eleven. Or that's where we'll begin. The uh, <clears throat> greatest gift. We had some. We opened some gifts this morning, and you know, and I have throughout the years. We <clears throat> have had a lot of great Christmases. We are truly blessed. There's a. Facebook picture floating around for many in this church that do that with their phones and whatnot. And in that, uh, there was a picture that said uh, on one side it had a starving Ethiopian African boy laying there on the ground. And the other side was a house full of gifts on the other side. And the caption underneath said, Define Necessity. You know, and we, and as we w- w- woke up this morning and we walked in our room, in our living room over there, and we have nice vehicles to drive and presents under the tree and uh, <clears throat> just so much. All of us, most of us in this room, are blessed beyond measure. We have more than we need, and everything we have is a gift from God. You know, and there's a... I read a book or a poem or something, The Tragedy of the Unread Book. I love to read. And um, there's some books that I... Man, I need to get around to reading that. I need to get around to reading that. And there's also The Tragedy of the Unopened Gift. You know, growing up, we didn't have a huge amount, but we were still blessed and I remember there was we didn't throw away anything growing up on a farm we reused recycled my dad his shop is about this size he has a big shop he's real proud of his shop he used to and he accumulated other things he had old uh These old oil tanks that he turned into shops, cut them out, and he would store stuff because his adage, I might need that one day. That's his adage. I might need that one day. He's got welding parts, truck parts, every kind of parts, and brake parts, and everything. He knows where most of it is, and uh, he keeps everything. We don't throw away anything. I was the garbage disposal growing up. Our dogs... You know, every time I got up, they whined because they knew they wasn't getting any leftovers, okay? And uh, because I, I mean, we didn't throw away anything. We didn't waste anything. Uh, We had plenty. But whenever you have stuff left over, you have extra stuff. And we do. We have extra stuff all the time. And I think about that this morning also, another tragedy of the stuff that we never use, another tragedy is the unopened gift, a gift that somebody gives. I've seen people uh, have a gift, have so much stuff that they take a gift, and whenever they got away from the party or they uh, got away from the people who gave it, and normally it, wasn't, it was just a, a token gift or something, they said, well, I've got plenty of those, and they trash it. And, uh, and it's you know, the tragedy in the unopened gift. Why? I don't need it. I have plenty and whatnot. Uh, also the tragedy of the broken gift this morning. Uh, I got tickled. Uh, Caleb was, he got an iPod and, and just a really cool iPod touch and, and, uh, and he was playing with it and trying everything out on it. And he t- hit something that caused it to go into, uh, handicap mode and, uh, voice mode or whatever. And, and, uh, anyway, and it doesn't scroll anymore on that, not normal scroll. And, uh, so man, it was going haywire. He was going haywire. He's, ah, what do I do with it? Ah. And so I just calmly took it from him. I said, Caleb, settle down. And he was freaking out. And I took my phone and searched and Googled it. And in less than 60 seconds, here you go, Caleb. And uh, and uh then Karen, she got a, a Kindle, and so she was really excited about that, and it had a glitch in it. And there's always, you know, and, and I remember getting stuff growing up, breaking it on the morning that you get it, okay? I mean, just play with it hard. Ah, it's broke. It's broke. I can't believe it. I've only played with it five minutes, and it broke. And we've all had stuff that we got like that. Uh whether it broke right out of the box or it broke because we were playing with it. But I want to talk to you this morning about the greatest gift, a gift that will never break. A gift that will never run out of batteries. <laughs> Isn't that great? Batteries not included. Man, oh man, that's the worst handwriting in the world to see batteries not included. It never needs winding. It'll never run low on a charge. And that's the gift of Jesus, the gift of salvation. In Matthew chapter 2, and verse 11, the wise men, when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child. Now, most people believe that the wise men showed up after the shepherds, and it's probably true. They didn't arrive at the manger scene. And it says they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, many people have elaborated on these three gifts. Why, Why? think about it. Now, these were very precious. They didn't have boxes. Somebody mentioned about an Xbox this morning. They didn't have iPods and gadgets and, and gizmos, but what they had was very precious. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold representing, of course, being a king. Frankincense, or his deity, frankincense about him being a king, and of course, the uh, myrrh representing his death. Many people have elaborated some other things that these three gifts might have entailed. Very precious gifts. Gifts that were useful. Gifts that, and this is what I love about getting a gift. Gift that is practical. You know, and uh, practical. Uh, you can think of a lot of good Gifts. Uh, that are practical. To a guy, I want it to be able to use it. You know, money is good. That's, that's always useful. Uh Walmart cards are good. You can get a lot of discount on gas with Walmart cards. But these gifts, they didn't have to redeem them at a store. And they were very practical. You know why? They were about to travel. They were about to run for their lives. Mary and Joseph. And the baby... I want you to head now, if you will, to John, just a little ways over. And and I guarantee you we're always going to be headed this way in your Bible. I'm going to be headed that way. So John, we're going to go John. We're going to keep going in order in John chapter 3. And then we're going to read a verse out of John chapter 4. So just real quick. So we've talked about broken gifts, unopened gifts, and now the best gift. In John 3 16, for God so loved the world that he what gave. His only begotten son. That's good. Thank y'all. His only he gave. Gave. What is a gift? A gift is given. If I if I if you work for me or I work for you, I do a job in order to receive remuneration or money. Okay? <laughs> Yeah, I want to, I expect to be paid. This was not a gift. But a gift is given without expecting anything in return. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life. Go to now to uh, John chapter four and verse ten. Now this is a cool verse again. In my Bible, it's red letters. Is Jesus speaking unto the Samaritan woman? If thou knewest what the gift of God isn't that cool? The gift of God. What is the gift of God? Eternal life, a place in heaven. <clears throat> what's really neat uh I had the opportunity recently to sell uh two vehicles I sold my truck I'm truckless right now I've got a pl- plans hopefully uh later to be able to get one but uh and then I sold our suburban now what I love is is not having a note now that is really cool that is cool <laughs> It is really neat whenever I finally paid off a vehicle. I remember the very first time, pay off a vehicle, and I got something in the mail a little later. It was called a title, and it was clear, and it had my name on it. And guess what? If you know Jesus, you have a title deed. You know, I've always said it like this. This is my country version of it. I've got a mailbox in heaven with my name on it. Reese. And he says, if I go away to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you what may be also. I've got a home in heaven. Why? It is the gift of God. The gift of God is what? Eternal life. Not eternal life on some distant planet, but eternal life in heaven. With the Lord, I've got a title deed with my name on it. What did he tell the, I can't get away from the microphone because I'm not wireless this morning, but I don't care. What, uh, you know, in that title, what did Jesus tell the disciples to rejoice because your name is written there? And the lambs, but think about it. You're just think if you are saved this morning, you have a gift, a gift that you have yet to fully open. You've just got part of it, part of it. You get the rest of it. Isn't that cool? Now I love it. Now this we had uh, the family Christmas, and and uh, Karen's uh, dad, and stepmom, they've they've done something like this before, but they had. Five boxes. One wrapped inside the other one. And those grandkids were tearing them open and guess what there was? In front of a bunch of confetti. Then they had to dig out the confetti. The people who had to vacuum it up later weren't happy. But they had all the confetti and then another box and then they opened that. More confetti, another box, more confetti, another box. And finally inside of all that was three envelopes. Each envelope had a puzzle that, or a contraption that they had to do, but inside of each envelope was a total of 50 bucks. Yes. They had to work hard for that money. And, uh, and, and goodness, they were happy. It was all taped together in ones, unrolled and unraveled. And, uh, all ones. They had a lot of fun getting it, but guess what? When you get saved, you don't have to work for it. You don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops to get it. You don't have to go through a bunch of contraptions and tear open any wrappers because it was wrapped in love. God's love. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Head now to Romans 6.23. He told the woman, you, you don't realize that I've got a gift. And whosoever drinks of that gift will never thirst. And then Romans 6 and verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. Is eternal life through Jesus. Again, it's a gift. Not expecting anything in return. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Let's keep headed to the right. (laughs) All in order. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. The very last verse. Which is verse 15. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Awesome gift. Why, it's an awesome gift. I've gotten some awesome gifts, but they all wear out and they all need batteries and they all need rewinding or repainting. These are some pretty famous verses just a little ways over in Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 8. And I've only got one more after this one. Ephesians 2 8 says this For by grace are you saved, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Yeah, that's cool, isn't it? The gift of God. Awesome. Thank you, Lord, for your unspeakable gift. And then the last one in James chapter 1 and verse 17. James chapter 1 and verse 17. Before I read this last verse, I want to thank y'all just for I know y'all so many people had stuff they had to go do and family and travels and plans. Thank y'all for taking a little time this morning to come to the house of the Lord and to thank the Lord for his unspeakable gift. And it says in James 117, "Every good gift and perfect gift." Is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He doesn't change. Matter of fact, did you know God doesn't even like to be bragged upon? He likes to brag on his son. He said, I'm going to give him a name which is above every name. And I'm going to cause every knee to bow. Whether on things in heaven, on earth, or under the earth. Every knee will bow. To my son. Because he did it all. He did all the work. He paid the price. He shed his blood. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I want to ask you this morning, have you received that gift? I got, matter of fact, uh, last night after I finished up tidying up a few loose ends, uh, I was laying in bed. Let me check my email before before I check the email. I had an email on our church website, Brother Kenna. I emailed the pastor, Church of Christ Preacher, uh, wanting to challenge me to a debate. And uh, so I, he said, peruse my website. And so I did. And he said, "The well, <clears throat> a few comments about a Baptist and, and how that uh, just asking Jesus into your heart doesn't save you. And uh, unfortunately, that if you have to be baptized in order to get to heaven, then Jesus did not do enough. We have to add a little bit, because there was not enough love there, not enough grace. And uh, another statement made about Baptists sometimes, and on this person's website and information also, was that, well... They believe that you, Baptists believe that you can be saved and live any way you want to and you'll still go to heaven and no obedience is required. Well, it's true that Baptists believe that no obedience is required. But it never does say in Baptist doctrine, belief, practice, history, or in the Bible that we can live any way we want. Because once we get saved, it says that we love him back. And we don't want to live the way we used to live. And we want to live differently. And that I want to live a life pleasing to God. And so, um, I don't mind entering into a uh, discussion with anyone. I won't enter into an argument with anyone, especially over... uh, what the Bible may say, no use arguing, I just let it speak for what it says and uh and that and that's fine. You can agree to disagree whether i'm talking hey i vis- I have visited with probably thirty or forty different denominations or religions and uh and uh, you you agree to disagree, and that's fine, that's okay, but it all goes back. To just basically what this book says, and I've showed you plainly that it's a gift it's a gift, and you do not have to do anything else it's a gift. Oh, you can choose to take a gift and trash it, and it is your choice what to do with the gift. you can open it, and it 's yours. you say, that's work. No, no, that's acceptance. That's acceptance.